This is The Friendship File, where we flip open the blueprints behind some of the world's most important relationships, the ones we have with our friends. Two friends have each been sent the same set of questions. They've recorded their responses on their own and without consulting. Here is the combination of their answers. This time, Richard and Sukvi. My name is Richard. My name is Sakthi. I'm 56 next and month. And I'm 54 years old. I've known Sakthi since... Around 2001. Since 2002. Describe the very first moment you remember seeing them. First meeting was not particularly even congenial. My husband at the time and our two young boys had just moved to Cape Town. We met at... Uh, someone's party on a Sunday. I had gone to a yoga class and met somebody there who invited me to their pool christening party. I remember we were standing next to a swimming pool. Richard and uh, his wife at the time and their two children were there. I was working for an organisation called IDASA and Sakthi has a, a very big ANC background and her family were in exile. As units, we instantly hit it off, the kids were of an age and played the whole afternoon. And so that day when uh, we first met and she heard I was working for Adasa, she took a very kind of partisan ANC line in response to this news and sort of attacked me for working for a, quote, liberal organisation. Kids loved each other. We got on great. I don't think I reacted too defensively, but I did defend uh, Idasa and uh, my own politics. That was the beginning of our connection. It was, as far as I'm concerned, pretty uh, instant. Anyway, it wasn't, as I said, a particularly happy uh, or love at first sight type of meeting. But football brought us together very soon afterwards. When did that click happen? The moment you thought, yeah, I like you. I don't think there was any one magic moment per se. We discovered that... Uh, we supported different teams. She supported Manchester United uh, and I supported Arsenal. Just at that occasion knew that there was plenty we had in common. And 2002 was, was a heyday period for both those clubs and the clashes between Manchester United and Arsenal were titanic. From totally engaged by politics and football and kids and yoga. And so those uh, matches really brought us together as friends and, and indeed, there was a golden period, I suppose, for two or three years where the four adults and the four children in our respective families, in other words, eight human beings, really got on very well. What is your thing? The thing you do when you get together? When we get together, it's uh, around food and drink and often uh, football. Our two children and their two boys were at sort of similar ages, very close together. Uh, and the three boys have, have in fact, uh, developed and maintained lifelong friendship. Even though our children are now in their mid-twenties and young adults, it's often with them. Um, I like her intellect, I love her humour, we laugh together very easily, we find the same sorts of things funny. We spend Christmases together as families. My kids are there, we play games, we eat and drink into the night and people fall asleep and... You know, there's huge, huge comfort in that. What is their best quality? Well, Richard's best quality, as far as I'm concerned, is his discipline and uh, focus. It's really 
quite amazing how he is able to put his mind to something and turn it into a product, a vehicle. And he's built, you know, an incredible career from that level of, of focus. Her best quality, in a strange way, is that she is such an com- absolute human being. What you see with Saki is what you get. There is the full range of human attributes, all of them painted in really strong and vivid colours. She's someone who's lived life, she's been through a lot, she's suffered a lot. Uh, the trauma of, of losing all of your brothers at various points in your life and losing them in very awful circumstances, different circumstances, is a, a cross that she bears. But also that same focus he applies to keeping fit and grooming, you know. <laughs> Richard is the most metrosexual person I know. He always uh, says I, you know, have these backhanded compliments. Actually, not a backhanded compliment at all. It's really something I admire about him. She's a woman of enormous spirit and warm-heartedness and compassion. She takes a lot from life, she gives a lot to life. And that's something I really uh, love about her. What is it about them that drives you mad? Well, you know, often I think in life the things that you admire the most about people, the flip side of those very same things can be quite irritating. I suppose if I had to raise a, a, a criticism of any sort with her, um, it would be that she is somewhat a little too gossipy for my taste. I mean, the ruthlessness which he can focus often is annoying. You know, I, I certainly... Uh, trust her. I would. I would trust her with my life. I'd tell her anything. Uh, I would confide in her. He's not an inconsiderate person. He's not a selfish person. But uh, on the other hand, I would also be quite careful uh, about things that I would tell her. But you know, I have noticed him once or twice over the years, and it's been a, a few years because now. Because as I've joked with her and our great mutual friend Lawson, we often joke that if we want something uh, to be broadcast or get around quickly, we would either tell. Uh, Judge Dennis Davis, or we'd tell uh, Sakthi. That ruthless focus on his needs can drive me a bit mad. What do you think it is about you that drives them mad? (sighs) I have no idea what drives Richard mad about me. I suspect being late a lot of the time. I'm better at that than I used to be, but I used to be awfully late and inconsiderate about being late. I'm sure that must have irritated her. He is far too diplomatic to let on. You know, again, she, she took it as being part of, of my character, good and bad. I think I found him getting irritable with me when we see things differently, especially politics. Um, she probably regards me as unduly insouciant at times, and uh, rightly so, I would think. But I don't think it drives him mad. I mean, you know, a bit irritable isn't mad. Talk about a time they really came through for you. Well, in all these years we've known each other, our lives have taken, uh, you know, twists and turns as everybody's does. And uh, many years after my marriage ended, I was involved in a legal scrap with my ex-husband. And uh, I must say Richard and um, another friend of ours was really there for me you know, trying to help me navigate with empathy and consideration uh, a very, very difficult situation that 
no ending would have made anyone happy. Uh, Richard was really there for me throughout that period. So in 2016, we lost our 10-month-old daughter, Ivy. She'd been born in 2015 when I was 51. And to have a, a beautiful young daughter at that age and to be a parent a second time 20 years after the first time was just such a gift. And I, it was as painful as one could imagine. Sakthi just stood up. She just grabbed that situation and said, right, I'm gonna provide the backbone to the friendship circle that will form around you uh, and protect you during this terrible time in your lives. And yeah, I get very emotional talking about it, but that friendship circle and the love uh, was really life changing, life affirming. And Sakthi was pivotal and central to that. She led that. And I couldn't be more grateful. I'll never forget that. Have you ever had a fight? In 2010, during the World Cup, a mutual friend had just bought a big fancy new car and they decided they were going on a road trip. Have we ever had a fight? Not that I can recall. Which included my ex-husband. So it was the three of them and then there was space for somebody else and Richard's son was the fourth person in the car. We've had probably a few squabbles. Again, nothing major. Uh, maybe I've just forgotten. And I was extremely hurt that my boys were not included. It was a very, very painful time for me. I can't remember all the details now, but I remember having some very strong words with Richard about it. I think our friendship has a very good balance of power. I think we have respect for each other. I don't think we would mess around with each other in the sense of taking the friendship for granted, I hope not. I don't know that it was ever resolved because I don't think I ever said how I felt. It was certainly not Richard's fault. It was nobody's fault. In actual fact, we like each other too much to hold grudges. Um, well, that's how I feel anyway. What do you envy about them? It's tempting to say that I envy her ability to drink an extraordinary quantity of Sauvignon Blanc and to not fall over and to remain vaguely uh, coherent. Well, I'll tell you what I envy about Richard. Richard is a, a master of playing the game. The thing that she has that, that sometimes I don't have, and I regret that, and, and I really do envy her ability to do this, is to be utterly courageous in calling out bullshit. He has this really amazing ability to advance himself. And I suppose this is now sounding like another backhanded compliment, but I don't mean it in a backhanded way. I think it's something that I just don't have. 
And I really wish I did. Putting aside diplomatic politeness and simply saying to people, no, that's that's wrong. That's bullshit. And so when she does that, I sort of feel, yeah, I wish I could be more courageous in that way. What have they done that has surprised you? It's quite a few things, but the one that is, stands out is a recent one, actually, where with, with no consultation, really, with anybody, she upsticks from South Africa and came to the United Kingdom and took a position as a carer. Well, you know, it's got to be starting all over again, hasn't it? Just an editor's note. After Ivy's tragic death, Richard and his partner went on to have two beautiful boys. You know, you reach a point where uh, your children are young adults and you're looking forward to grandchildren. Well, Richard starts reproducing again. She responded to an advert uh, and literally within less than 10 days of seeing the advert, making the decision, she was on a plane. That would be the thing that surprised me most, that he has... This huge optimism, which has led him to make this incredible choice. No leaving party, uh, no chance to say goodbye, but doesn't matter. Um, I was full of admiration for the decisiveness and courage of that decision. Because his choice now isn't a kind of midlife romance, which is about comfort and companionship. His choice now is really starting all over again with all the responsibility. Of course, I, I couldn't possibly mention the time where she was in Greece and being by now a woman of a certain age, a couple of years ago, after her 50th birthday, in other words, she phoned full of giggles to report the fact that she had the previous night on a boat between islands in Greece. Um, in all the years I have known Richard, he could not cook. Well, in the last six months, Richard has started cooking and sends me pictures of all these amazing things he makes and beautifully presented. She had picked up a much younger man, I think he was French, uh, and had her wicked way with him. And she was just uh, kind of amused, thrilled, in a self-deprecating but uh, full-hearted way about this uh, unexpected turn of events. It's part of, you know, he's evolving narrative and he is really expected to cook to do his share of the cooking if not more and again he's embraced it he's he's taken it on and you know he's doing it at quite an amazing level when are they at their happiest he's a superb cook uh, and she's at her happiest when she is cooking for people when she's sitting at the head of a, a table that's full of interesting sparky provocative people with interesting, sparky, provocative conversation. For what I can see when Richard is at his happiest is when we are all together, kids, family, maybe down in the firemen's at the pub watching football and Arsenal and Man United are playing. Food, drink, friends, her two boys around a table uh, overlooking a bay uh, in the height of summer in Greece, she really would be uh, at her absolute happiest. A big family dinner, a braai, kids are cooking, he's cooking, everybody's cooking. If he's really there, because often we have our get-togethers and I can see Richard's finding it hard to be there. 
But when he's there and present, I feel he's relaxed, he's happy and super engaged. If they were a food, what food would they be? What would she be if she was a food? She would be Greek lamb. I think he'd be a spicy Thai salad, but he could also be a curry. If they suddenly disappeared from this world, what is the one thing that you would lose that you cannot get anywhere else? I think certainly for an only child, which is what I am, friendship has a particular resonance. Well, he is actually a single child, and I grew up pretty much as an only child. And I think it has affected the way in which uh, we've navigated our lives. You know, when you're growing up as an only child, obviously you don't have a sibling. You are alone. And um, your friends, therefore, really matter, because without them, you've got nothing. This has enabled us to make other family. So for me, Richard is really in lieu of a brother. If Sakthi wasn't around, if she was gone from my life, I would miss her laughter. It's a particular deep-rooted, almost masculine and yet also very flighty and certainly very cheeky laughter and the twinkle in her eye that accompanies it. It would be a tremendous loss and I think at my age you don't replace that. It's just something that you would have to learn to live with. I would certainly miss that because it reflects her soul and her extraordinary ability to find things funny uh, and her wit and her absolutely... Uh, unrelenting irreverence. I don't know that there is any one thing. It would be just that the tapestry that is my life, the people who make the tapestry beautiful, they'd be a great big whole. Before anyone else heard the answers to the questions, the friends got a chance to listen to each other and to react. I was interested that we had slightly different takes on our original meeting. I just couldn't stop laughing when Richard and, and my recollection of our first meeting were so different, really. I recorded the fact that it was a rather awkward, even confrontational first meeting. She seems to have either forgotten that or uh, elided it. You know, he's one of South Africa's best-known political uh, commentators, so I have to admit, it is always fun for me to challenge him. I know that I do do that, but I certainly don't recall it in that way at all. It was a great meeting and, you know, testament to, you know, here we are doing this. I was obviously interested and somewhat concerned to, to hear that she doesn't hold a grudge because that's not her character, but she has remembered the fact that back in 2010, there was this hurtful thing of the World Cup road trip. It attests to what I said in my original piece about her courage in saying what she thinks. And it was courageous to, to recall that hurt and to mention it in the way she did. And I learned from that. Yes. And the other thing was that he found me gossipy. I feel like I have to take that up with him offline. All I will say is that you know, I take huge pleasure in sharing good stories with my friend Richard. Of course, I wasn't surprised to hear that she quite rightly regards me sometimes as being a, a selfish, self-centred git. 
perfectly fair comment. My adventures in Greece one year, I have to say the story has been quite spiced up. But, you know, Richard is a good storyteller and I think the essence is there, but the details are strayed a little. <laughs> I don't really know what it's like to have a sister as an only child, but uh, I can well imagine that if I wanted to craft one, then Sakthi would be it. I felt surprisingly emotional thinking through all these things. And um, yeah, it caught me uh, a little bit off guard. I think for her to call me a, a, a brother, given what happened in her life to her brothers, you know, is, is really the most beautiful and extraordinary thing that she could say. Because I suppose, in actual fact, you know, it's been a lot that we've been through. It really did warm my heart and left me feeling uh, emotional, but in a very positive way. I suppose for me at the moment, given the whole COVID-19 situation, you know, I do feel a lot of anxiety about when we'll all be together again and where and how and, and w will it be the same? But I'm guessing it will. Thank you for listening to this edition of The Friendship File. Search for us on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app you use, and please subscribe, rate, review, and share. Visit thefriendshipfile.com to find out more and to see pictures of the friends. And if you'd like to get in touch, especially if you and a friend would like to take part in a future episode, then email hello at thefriendshipfile.com. The music is by James Lancaster, who is one half of Walkring, and you can find them on Spotify or Apple Music. The Friendship File is a podcast production. Till next time, goodbye.